thank you all for this opportunity and Paul and Janice as they are preaching uh, in another church uh, for this opportunity to share the word of God uh, with you. Uh, as you all know, today, um, the whole world is celebrating, the church is celebrating the Pentecost. Um, now, the word Pentecost, uh, it also means, uh, you know, 50 days, and also it is celebrated as a feast of harvest, feast of harvest. Uh, let me just share to you the scripture from Exodus chapter 34 where it says in verse 22, where God said to the people of Israel, you shall observe and celebrate the feast of weeks, harvest, first fruits, and Pentecost, or Pentecost, the first fruits of the wheat harvest and the feast of ingathering, booths or tabernacle at the year, um, year's end. Now, if you notice, it says here, the wheat, wheat harvest, you know, where I just marked it over there, the wheat harvest, and also the feast of gathering. Now, I want you to just remember that. I'll be coming back to it. It is very important. Wheat harvest and feast of ingathering. Now, Passover was the time when Jesus Christ died. And just about seven weeks after, you know, there was the Pentecost and the believers, they had gathered together and they were praying and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and Peter, he stood there and he preached and, you know, people were added into God's kingdom. Now, when Jesus died and rose again, it was a time of uncertainty for the disciples. They didn't know what's going to happen in the future. Uh, so much so, even Peter, he decided for a moment of time to go back into the fishing, uh, his trade, which he was doing. And for the disciples, they were also living in fear. Fear because uh, of the persecution, what's going to happen to them. They didn't know what's going to happen in the future. And they were just waiting on God. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. But then there was another challenge for them. You know, the challenge which Jesus Christ had given to them to go and make disciples of all the world, you know, and to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, for them, it was not easy because they knew that if they do that, they might be killed, they might be imprisoned, they might be beaten up. And they were in such a place, maybe some of them must be living in that fear. But they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And when Holy Spirit came, Peter, who denied Jesus three times, Peter, who did not acknowledge Jesus Christ in public, he stood there and preached the gospel and 3,000 people got saved. Not only that, but his disciples, they spread it out. They went out and preached the gospel wherever they could. For example, Thomas, whom we know him to be a man who is doubtful and always questioning. And he is the man who went to India, south of India, and he preached the gospel over there. And when he preached the gospel, it didn't... For some time it went well with him, but then he was killed by the Brahmins or the higher caste in that region. 
And even today, there is a place in city of Chennai in South India, there's a place that is dedicated to him or to his name. It's called St. Thomas Mount, and there is a memorial about him. And just very close to that place, there is the Assemblies of God Church, which is right now one of the thriving and growing church. You know, uh, now a few years back, I knew that they had about 40,000 people in that church. And not only that, but there are many other churches uh, around it, you know, where thousands of people are coming. And this all started because Thomas, he was filled with the Holy Spirit, that same Thomas who doubted, the same Thomas who was hesitant. He went there and preached the gospel so much so that he sacrificed his life over there. And today we see the fruit of it. You know, today I would really like to challenge you and encourage you from the word of God. You know, it reminds me, you know, because even in this day and age for us, when it comes to witnessing, when it comes to sharing the gospel, let's be honest, you know, we all have some kind of fear or maybe we hesitate uh, to share the gospel. Now, it reminds me of a story of, uh, you know, if you know about Naaman, the, uh, you know, the, he was the general of the Syrian army. Now he was struck with leprosy. He had leprosy and he went to, he heard about Elisha and he goes to Elisha for healing. And Elisha tells him, you know, if you want to be healed, go and dip yourself in the Jordan River seven times and you will be healed. Now, Naaman, he said, I'm not going to do that because your river, Jordan, is dirty. Our river in Syria is better than your river, Jordan. It is a dirty river. I won't go and do this and obey you. But after much persuasion, Naaman, he decides to go and dip himself in the Jordan River. And when he does that, he is healed. You know what I want to say here is this. God has called us for a task. God has called us for a purpose. And there are times when God tells us to do, to do, to do those things, you know, where we are hesitant to do, reluctant to do. And God says, do, and you'll find your healing in that. What do I mean by that? You know, the scripture says in Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11, also he has put eternity in their hearts. Now God has put in human beings eternity. There is something within the human beings that longs for God, seeks after God. And many times people go after different gods, um, uh, you know, in order to seek God and do all kinds of wrong things. And when they don't find those things, when they don't find the right thing, they are vulnerable to end up in darkness. And eventually, you know, they get, they are in pain that life brings in. And for us as Christians, the day that we have become believers, we come to know the Lord. You know, the Jesus, he said this in Acts 1.8, 
but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses. You know, you shall be witnesses to me. Now, the day we became believer, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. But along with that, Jesus said, when you're filled, you shall receive power, but you will be my witnesses. It comes with that. And that is the command, that is the commission that Jesus has given us. But what happens is when we don't become a witness, when we don't share the gospel, there is something that we lack in our life. There is something that is missing in our life. And, you know, we many times end up in frustration. I don't know about you. Have you ever shared the gospel to someone? And what happens when you do that? You know, I found that I'm always filled with the joy. I'm filled with the peace of God. I'm filled with the love and compassion of God, filled with the presence of God. And that's what happens. And that's what God has called us for. You know, we, we as church are supposed to be the salt of the earth, light of the world, shining forth for him. And that's what God has called us for. You know, Paul, he says in 1 Corinthians 9 verse 16, yes, woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. He says, woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. And I would like to share to you this story. And I believe that God will speak to you. God will touch you. God will transform you through this story. And this story we find in 1 Samuel chapter 6. You know, probably you know this story. This was the time, you know, when the Israelites had lost the Ark of God. Now, when we speak the Ark of God, the Ark of God speaks about the presence of God. It represents the presence of God. And they had lost in the battle with the Philistines. And the Philistines took that Ark of God, took it back to their own place, and they thought, okay, we need to honor this ark of God and they kept it beside the God that they worshipped that was the Dagon God but next day when they came back the Dagon God had fallen down that statue had fallen down and they wondered what had happened and they erected it properly again and next day when they came back the statue that Dagon God statue had not only fallen down but had broken into pieces you know why that happened? Because God says, I will not share my glory with anyone else. And plague broke out in that place. They took the ark of God in different places in Philistine. And wherever they took the ark of God, plague broke out over there. But then something happened. The elders of the Philistine decided to send back the ark of God back to Israel. But they had this put this condition that if we want to send the ark of God back to Israel, we need to test this. We need to know that this is what God wants of us. This is the God of Israel who has done this. And so the condition was this. We read here in 1 Samuel 6, 7 to 8. It says, now therefore make a new cart, take two milk cows which have never been yoked. 
and hitch the cows to the cart and take their cows home away from them. Then take the ark of the Lord and set it on the cart and put the articles of gold which you were returning to him as a trespass offering in a chest by its side. Then send it away and let it go. Now this was the condition. First, make a new cart. Second, take two milk cows which have never been yoked and hitch the cows to the cart. Now, if you know, in many parts of the world, they don't hitch cows to the cart. Normally, it is the bull that they use. Secondly, these cows have never been yoked. They don't have the experience of pulling the cart. You know, many times our life is, you might say, well, I don't have the talent. I don't have the gifting. I don't have the experience in my life. But I'll be sharing to you what happens next. Next thing is, it says, hitch the cows. You know, it says, take the milk cows and take their cows home away from them. Have you ever noticed, you know, if you take the cows away from the cows, the, uh, the calf from the cow, uh, away from it, you know, the cow will always will cry out for its calf. It would like to go back to its calf. You know, in fact, I would like to share this video to you. And you saw this video, the calf doesn't like it when you separate the calf from the calf. It always wants to go back to its calf. And here was the test about the presence of God, the ark of God. They put the presence of God or the ark of God on this cart with two cows that had given birth to its calf. And they said, send it away and let it go. You know what happened? When they did that, the scripture says, in 1 Samuel 6, 12, then the cows headed straight for the road to Beth Shemesh and went along the highway, lowing as they went and did not turn aside to the right hand or the left. And the Lord of the Philistines went after them to the border of Beth Shemesh. Wow, this is what happened. These cows headed straight for the road to Beth Shemesh. They did not turn to the right or to the left. You know, this could have happened that these cows would have turned back and gone back to where the cows are. Second, they had not, no experience. They could have been uncomfortable and gone haywire here and there, got confused. But the moment the ark of God was placed on it, something happened. These two cows, they went straight ahead, not turning to the right or to the left. They both went to its destiny, which God had for them. And I believe God has a destiny for you, for your life. He has a plan. He has a purpose. Maybe you're in that place 
where you do not know the purpose and plan of God. Maybe you're in that place, you might, as I said earlier, you might think I don't have the experience or gift or that talent. But let me tell you this. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God does work in your life. He transforms you. He changes you. He gives you the ability that you need it for his purpose. The only question is, are you willing? Are you willing to say yes to him? Are you willing to say, Lord, here I am. I'm willing to obey you and fill me with your Holy Spirit. And you know what happened? After that, when they sent this cows to on its journey, it went straight ahead to Israel. And here it was. Verse 13 says, Now the people of Beth Shemesh were reaping their wheat harvest in the valley. And they lifted their eyes and saw the ark and rejoiced to see it. It says, the people of Beth Shemesh, what they were doing? They were reaping the wheat harvest. You know, in the beginning, I shared to you the scripture about Pentecost. What is Pentecost? It is that feast of the wheat harvest. And here were the people reaping the wheat harvest. And when they were doing that in the field, they lifted their eyes and saw the ark and rejoiced. In other words, they experienced, they saw the presence of God. But these people were in the field. And it is so important for us as believers to be in the field, reaping the harvest. And when we do that, we will experience the presence of God. We will see the glory of God working in and through our life. You know, Jesus said, if you believe these signs shall follow you, you know, there will be signs, wonders, and miracles that will follow you. Amen. There'll be signs, wonders, and miracles that will follow you. Now for that, you need to move. You need to take that step. You know, as before, I think I must have said this, nobody follows a parked car. You know, and when you take that step, when you take that move for God and preach the gospel, signs, wonders, miracles will follow. You will experience and see the glory of God in and through your life. The condition is we need to be in the field reaping the harvest. You know, this is what happened, the picture. They were in the field reaping the harvest and they saw the ark of God. You know, Jesus, he said, we read the scripture earlier, and when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered. In this world, you know, people are weary. They are scattered. There are people who do not know what to do. They are confused, lost. But praise God, God has chosen us. He has appointed us. And it says, then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. The laborers are few. 
You know, when you read Genesis chapter 22, this is the time when Abraham was taking Isaac for sacrifice. And as they were walking, Isaac, he spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father, and he said, here I am, my son. Then he said, Isaac said, look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for burnt offering? In other version, it says, where is the sacrifice? So he said, father, I can see the fire. I can see the wood, but where is the sacrifice? You know, today, the fire speaks about the Holy Spirit. The wood speaks about all the materials and the resources that we have to preach the gospel, whether it is gospel tracts or Bibles or whatever way or means that we can share the gospel. We have all that. We have Holy Spirit and the means to share the gospel. But the question is, where is the sacrifice? Where is the sacrifice? You know, we have 21st century transportation and communications. But what we need is the first century dedication. Leonard Ravenhill, he said this, there was a cry in the times of Elijah. Where is the God of Elijah? Today there is a cry which says, where are the Elijahs of God? Maybe you're that Elijahs of God. Maybe you're that person God has chosen you to be his witness. And you never know what God will do. Amen? Wonders. You know, I'm coming very close to my message, uh, in ending my message. Romans chapter 10, verse 14 to 15 says, where Paul, he said, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad, glad tidings of good things. So here Paul says, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace. When he's talking about how beautiful are the feet, he is not talking about the pedicure that is done to your feet. He's talking about the gospel of peace that is being carried. And interestingly, the gospel of peace which he's talking about is also one of the armor of God. And we all have that responsibility. We, we all have that calling of God, you know, over our life. And we need to obey God and follow him. You know, I just want to say this to you, church. We are living in a time when a lot of things are happening in this world. You know, as we have seen with this pandemic and the wars and a lot of other things that is happening around the world. And God has placed us in this place in Hampshire, you know, for us not just to exist, but he has kept us here for a plan and for a purpose and to be his witness. And we need to pray, Lord, like those two cows, I'm not experienced, 
Lord, maybe there are things in my life where I feel uncomfortable. Maybe, Lord, there are things where I'm hesitant to be a witness because so-and-so things in my life. What we need is the Holy Spirit to work in our life. And when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, like those two cows, will walk into the destiny that God has for them. And God has a destiny for you. And God wants you to walk in it. Amen. Hallelujah.